Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Daniel today with another episode of the Ecom Show. And today I have a special guest because his background is not really e-commerce, but um, he's still uh, highly involved in the business world and he talks with many business owners from the e-commerce industry. And I think he will uh, give us a very uh, different taste, but um, I want to... um, make this podcast very colorful with colorful personalities and experts. So I, um, I invited Kilian today, who is a uh, consistent performance mentor, and he helps busy, ambitious business owners keep their uh, energy, energy, health, and productivity high while uh, they face the um, everyday challenges that come with uh, growing a business. And um, yeah, so here is Kilian. And uh, how are you today? Hey, what's up, Daniel? Thanks for the nice introduction. I hope to bring some some color to your podcast, as you just said. And I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, just two fun facts about Kilian, um, because he's not just a talker, but he's a doer. So recently, he just accomplished a 500 uh, a 500 day Duolingo streak. And he learned not, not some easier language like Spanish or Italian or, or even English, but he learned uh, Hungarian, my uh, native language, which is, it's said to be as difficult as Chinese or Japanese. And uh, he also accomplished a one-year meditation streak. Um, actually, I didn't know about this one. Um, so please tell us more about these, um, why you picked these two and uh, what was the goal with these yeah this is just some fun fact just as you said so many people when they think about high performing habits right they have these things in mind sleep exercising nutrition and that's all great and we're gonna certainly dive deeper into that in a second but when it comes to um personal things right one of my my passions and my hobbies is language learning i i learn spanish online mainly i also learn a, a little bit of portuguese and um then I asked myself, you know, when I when I came to Budapest, uh, how about learning some Hungarian, right? And I wanted to keep it like a super minimum viable habit. And a lot of people I know and I talk with, especially busy business owners, they also are interested in learning and they, they love learning languages too or would like mm-hmm. to learn one. But then they are lacking this time, right? And they tell me, oh, I don't have any time to learn like or study two hours of a new language each day. And then I wanted to prove to people what can you actually accomplish by simply having like this minimum viable mm-hmm. dose of something, you know, which is, you know, just learning a little lesson like on Duolingo, this language learning app, like, you know, five, 10 minutes yeah. per day. And how, if that compounds, if you do that every day over a year, how far can you can, can you get with that, mm-hmm. right? And so I choose that one. And then I chose the meditation because, yeah, meditation is something which I think everybody should be doing, like some form of mindfulness uh, should be included in your day. And those two are are super, super relevant. And 
just for myself, I've noticed that, yeah, I've become a more present, more grounded person ever since starting meditation. And then the language learning is, of course, just a, a fun little experiment uh, to show what you can achieve yeah. if you're truly consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just before we jump into the to the nitty gritty, so uh, with Kilian, we will record two episodes. And in this episode, we will focus on uh, high performance habits, sleeping, health habits, um, nutrition and in, in the next episode we will talk about more like long-term motivation mindset and how um, you can implement these habits not just uh, talk about them and how you can keep your long-term motivation so let's jump into the into the the habit uh, part um, so yeah very simple question uh, so there are many business owners I know you talk uh, with many of them and how they can stay energized and and not get tired after a few weeks of getting started with business um how they can keep up their their energy level um which is very underrated I think by the way 100% it's definitely true a lot of business owners they they work a lot they work long hours especially if you're an agency owner or you're trying to grow your business even scale it um, a lot of people I talk to when they're like in some mastermind system programs um, or just also in the e-commerce sphere of course right they basically they, they work a lot of hours and then what happens to them is that Usually in the second half of their days, they, they lose a lot of energy. There's this typical mm -hmm. afternoon low, for example, very common for a lot of people. And that's happening on a micro level. That's happening on a day, for example. But then also a lot of people, they lose uh, energy um, on a macro level. And that can be, okay, I lose uh, energy to put in the work after a few weeks or a few months. And this has many causes. Of course, one thing is, that um, the motivational part and the macro-motivational part might be uh, responsible for that as well. But the other thing is that people simply, from my experience, don't have the basics down. And that is nutrition. Nutrition is usually, for a lot of business owners, because of that lack of time, it's more like that of a, you know, like a college student who just orders and eats out and so on. And then the other thing is sleep. Sleep is lacking. Sleep is not consistently going well, not waking up feeling recovered. And then the third thing is that exercise might be happening, happening every now and then, but it's not mm -hmm. consistently happening. Movement throughout the day is not happening and all these kind of good habits you want to have. So these are the main reasons why people struggle with keeping up energy. And then, of course, at some point, um, the business suffers as well if you're not able you know, to make good decisions because you're tired and so on. So that's why it's super important to keep that up. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we can go uh through each topic and uh how about nutrition so how a business owner should eat a high performer should eat well basically i would say they they should eat like everybody should basically eat but it's even even more important for you if you if you basically especially are dependent on on having a sharp head right having a sharp yeah. mental skills making good yeah. decisions, thinking clearly, putting out creative work and so on. So that's why it's especially important, of course, for business owners. And especially, I like to say, business owners are the new athletes. So what does, what does that mean? Like the environment is becoming more and more competitive, meaning that, yeah, simply, you know, having your business skills down will not get you 
uh, very far in the future because a lot of people know about strategies. It's very easy in many businesses, uh, in many industries to enter. And then, of course, one thing is sustainability, differentiating yourself strategy-wise. But the other thing is, of course, making sure you're in the game also energy-wise and mindset-wise, right? So that's why these habits are yeah. so important. And to come back to your question, in terms of nutrition, well, the, the, the general thing I recommend for everybody is mm. to have a largely plant-based diet. And then on top of that, you can choose for yourself uh, if you want to include animal products or not. Like this is, this is just a general recommendation. I think that's in line also with what many uh, researchers and nutritionists are recommending. And basically then if you split that up over the general day, we can get more into specifics there, what kinds of meals to include. But just as, as a general rule of thumb, the main focus, 80% of your diet should be unrefined foods, a lot of plants, a lot of green vegetables, some fruits, should consist of healthy fats. It also can consist, of course, of some, some, some animal products, if you like to include that. Of course, making sure it's not the most uh, processed and refined ones is the best. And, um, and then apart from that, also, you know, um, hydration, like super important. And the key for that is making these uh, recommendations part of your everyday. And then it's, it's much easier to, to handle that nutrition area yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. So these are huge topics. Um, so we cannot cover everything uh, in a podcast. But still, I want to ask a few specific questions, what uh, I think many business owners, they would ask. So what do you think about inter intermittent fasting? Yeah, intermittent fasting is, is, can, is definitely a nice option, can be great. And you always want to ask yourself, what's your goal, right? Before you hear something and like some strategy or even what I tell you right here or what other people tell you, like ask yourself, what's your goal? And especially that's true with intermittent fasting because intermittent fa fasting can be great for when you're someone who wants to either keep your weight or you want to be able to, to lose some weight even. Then it's really, really a cool thing. Why? Because you have a restricted eating window. So for everybody, you know, it's not sure what intermittent fasting is. It's basically, you can, in the simplest form, 16 hours, you're fasting, and eight hours, for example, you're eating. And then, for example, you say, okay, my last meal, sometime in the evening, seven or eight, and then you have no food anymore, no breakfast, and then the first meal and the next day is then your lunch, for example, at 12 or 1, right? And what that does for you is it restricts your calorie intake to a certain window in your day, which would be for you, for example, from 12 to seven in, in your day. And that means you're simply going to be full with less meals because you're restricting your calorie intake. And that has a few advantages. Well, you're basically feeling full, but eating a bit less, which helps you to lose some weight. The other thing what many people uh, say is, yeah, it helps them simply be more focused in the morning because, well, you're saving some time with like food preparation And simply, you don't have to think about food. And also, some people, they swear by the focus you're getting from that, right? So that's an option. But however, from working with some clients, some of them, they actually, you know, they're like quite skinny or thin and they want to like build some more muscle or they want to yeah. increase their weight. And then for them, it's difficult to actually get in all the calories they need if they restrict mm -hmm. their eating window. And then... Yeah. The problem is if you restrict, if put all the calories into your eating window, it might be that you're eating late at night. 
And this is something which you definitely want to avoid because it will definitely impact your sleep if you're eating mm -hmm. too late, if you're eating too much too late. And that's why it's so important to ask yourself, what's your goal? And then a better option for those people might be to actually have a breakfast. Like breakfast is no problem. And then having maybe a, a protein breakfast, for example, for some people that might be omelette and, for example, some guacamole or you can even have some 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 vegetables to that or some Greek yogurt or, you know, or like some healthy nuts. There's a lot of options you can do in the morning. Just make sure you don't eat like refined foods, uh, which leave you bloated and, you know, spiking your blood sugar levels throughout the day. Yeah. And then, you know, it's no, no problem, which, whichever ones of those you choose. Yeah. Um, personally, intermittent fasting helps me a lot in the morning. I uh, experimented. I don't go very hardcore on this, but I usually don't eat until uh, almost noon, like 11.30, and then I have my first meal. Um, and that first three, four hours of the day, it, it's very productive. I, today I had the same, and it was very productive. And after I had my lunch, uh, I just became much slower. <laughs> my thinking and my actions, and there is a huge difference, um, and I'm already aware of it. So I think this can help a lot. Um, and a few other things which may affect your mood and your productivity. One is caffeine, and the other one is sugar. What do you think about them? Definitely. Um, that, that's a great topic that you say that. Uh, well, caffeine is something which is like a little of a two-edged sword, right? It's it's something, if it's consumed in moderation, it's definitely not too big of a problem. If you just drink it every now and then, it's not an everyday thing. You know, it's like, it's it's not too big of a deal. The The problem is when it becomes an addiction and it is very likely to occur for, for many people simply because you, you feel like when you're it, dependent on when, it. When is it an when is it when is it an addiction it is definitely an addiction when you get uh, headaches when you don't drink coffee that happens to people they they get headaches if they don't have their coffee and that's that's a problem because that's a clear sign that you're addicted to the substance for other people it can already be that you feel like you cannot get focused work done if you don't have your coffee mm. that's also that's also a problem because you make yourself dependent on the substance. What if you're not able to get a coffee? Well, your workday is screwed. Well, that's not good. So basically yeah. what I recommend is to not drink coffee in the mornings, to have something else. What you want to do is you want to have a large hydration that's happening immediately after waking up. And then mm -hmm. after that, what you want to do is you can include some form of a, of a drink, right? What I do myself is I have some form of green tea. There's like green tea powders as well. And just make sure that you drink a lot. And that can be you get like a one liter shaker bottle and you put in some green tea there. I personally also use, for example, some certain kind of other powders like there's like medicinal mushroom powders. It's just nice. It's like they might have some benefits or not. It's not necessary. But just something. The idea is you drink something which tastes good, right? Some people like green tea. Other people like fruit tea. But it, it tastes good, but doesn't have any harmful effects, right? Of course, like a Coca-Cola, that would also taste good, but it's, it's not so nice, right? So finding a drink, and there's a lot of options with, you know, like maca powder or cacao powder, a lot of options where you can get in that hydration and it still tastes nice. And a lot of people, they have just a problem of, of getting a lot of water in because they don't like water. 
right? So replacing that coffee with um, these kind of drinks is super helpful. And then reserving the coffee for emergencies. Having some coffee at home is totally fine. Maybe you want to drink a coffee on the weekend because you enjoy your coffee, you know, like just go ahead. But yeah. don't do it every day and then reserve it for those days where you, you know, you had like a, a restless night because of whatever reason and you need to perform on the next day. Well, you can do it as an emergency. So that's my take on that. So don't drink, don't drink coffee every day. That's very interesting. Exactly right. Okay. Um, by the way, I drink a half a liter of water every, every morning after I wake up and it's almost like a coffee for me. Uh, it really shakes me up. And I, I started doing it like two months ago because I could see a guy doing it. And okay, let's try. And it works great. Um, yeah, I, I didn't expect this. Um, so yeah, some promotion for water. That's here. awesome. And another thing that might be helpful for people is, you know, this typical thing you read in a lot of books is like just squeezing in some lemon, like that helps a lot with taste. It makes it a little bit sweeter. Um, it dilutes the water a little bit and then you put in maybe some salt. Some people like that as well helps also mm -hmm. with the hydration. So just that yeah. little drink in the morning is super easy to drink and mm -hmm. might help you to get the water down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good idea. Um, let's go to the next topic. And, uh, I think this is the most underrated from the triads of nutrition, sleep and workout. So let's talk about sleeping. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. How to get better sleep. <laughs> that, that's a good question, Daniel. Good question. So <laughs> I could talk about this for, for hours. So the most important takeaway, I want everybody of your podcast, which are all, you know, ambitious business owners and um, people in e-commerce and so on. So all you guys listening to this, you got to understand that sleep is not just some event that happens in your, your bedroom, so to speak. No, it's something which is influenced by a lot of factors throughout your day, and it already happens in the morning. So your sleep is going to be affected by your exercise and by the lack thereof, right? If you exercise or not, it's going to be influenced by how much you move throughout the day it's going to be affected by the light you're getting throughout the day especially already early in the morning because your circadian rhythm will be influenced by that and then of course also by your nutrition we just mentioned it already if you're eating late your sleep will be influenced if you have heavy blood sugar spikes especially early or late at night your sleep will be influenced and then of course another thing is also stress right a lot of people working late at night then they're having hard uh having problems shutting down uh, in the evening and this is also affecting your sleep so as a general rule of thumb what you want to avoid is like working late in the evening out of a few reasons number one is well a lot of people they they have these blue light blocking glasses and they're like yeah i can work i have the blue light blockers but what you underestimate is you're still getting forms of light, which still keep you awake to some degree. And the most important one is even the stress level. So you're even if it's fun work for you, right, it doesn't matter. Your, your mind is stimulated still. And instead yeah. of shutting down, you're still being active. So this is just a general roundup. But there's tons of more factors you need to keep in mind uh, to optimize your sleep which will be also be your bedroom, your, how it's designed, the mattress you sleep on, um, your, your sleep position. There's a lot of things, but this is just a, a general overview there. Yeah. Um, so I know it's important what you do before sleeping. 
And what would be an ideal scenario? You mentioned the uh, lights and stress level, nutrition. So what should I do um, one hour in the last one hour of my day before going uh, to sleep? That's a, that's a great question. And I was already about to start. Well, when you wake up, you should be doing this to have good sleep the next night. No, okay, let, let's only do the, the one hour. So basically what you should be doing is you should want to have some form of wind down ritual. And that is basically you need to be strict with your screens. Uh, it's so easy to stay uh, glued in front of your screens, be it your phone or be it even the, the, the computer. Uh, you want to have some form of, of wind down ritual where you say, okay, no more screens right now. I'm actually going to get ready to wind down, to relax, to get ready for bed, right? That's what is called sleep hygiene. And then apart from that, what you want to do in that last hour from apart from no more screens is you want to then choose instead some form of relaxation. And mm -hmm. the first thing I would do to kind of trigger that is you want to dim your lights Instead of just putting on those blue light blockers, well, they, they can be helpful, right? But they're not a means to an end because the, the, what you want to do instead is you want to have common sense light habits. That means turning down all these bright lights. If you can have just minimal, minimum uh, sources of lights in your environment, that helps you already to produce a little bit more melatonin. So that will, will deepen your sleep. So that's number one. And then apart from that, Well, it depends a, bit, a little bit on what you like. For example, me personally, I do, um, sometimes I listen to, to some podcast, something relaxing, or I yeah. read a book with, you know, just mm -hmm. some low light. But what I do every day is some form of, of stretching, deep breathing, and, you know, you could call it uh, relaxation. And this is something which has been shown by, by guys like, you know, Kelly Sterrett and so on. Uh, personal trainer uh, from 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 the U.S. and so on. That when you do this this foam rolling or this kind of you know self massage, as as you could call it, then you're triggering your parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for you shutting down or basically entering the state of relaxation. Right. So a cool hack, everybody, I can give as a little little nugget for you guys uh, listening to this. Get something which is mm, the size of a, either a soccer ball or a little bit of a deflated volleyball, or it can be a little bit smaller. It should be bigger, definitely, than like a tennis ball, but get something around that size, right? Between a tennis ball and a soccer ball. And make sure that thing is a little bit deflated. It's not too, too hard. And then what you're going to do is you're going to do gut smashing. And that's something which comes from, from Kelly Serrett as well. And It's basically you're going to lay with your belly, with your gut on that ball and you're going to roll out your abdominal muscles and especially those areas uh, to the side of your abs, right? This, this very tight tissues. And what's going to happen is you're going to roll on that. You're going to find some tight spots. You're going to mm -hmm. take a deep breath in, for example, four seconds. And then you're going to release for eight seconds and you're going to sink into that ball. And what's going to happen is you, number one, you're going to deactivate your stretch reflex, which is a reflex controlled by your nervous system that whenever there's like, you know, some stretch, you want to fight it, you want to resist it. But by using your breath, you're signaling to your body, you know, it's, it's okay to let go. Your body has learned when you're exhaling for longer than you're inhaling, it's a sign you don't have to run away. It's a sign to relax. 
And this combined with triggering those areas in your abdominal muscles, that might even, uh, might even stimulate the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is also a nerve connected to your brain and so on, of course, which might stimulate recovery. So something to try for you guys at home, gut smashing, roll out for a few minutes there, do some deep breathing. And apart from that, get a foam roller, get something like a lacrosse ball and release those tight spots, especially when you're sitting a lot, when you're working a lot in an office, super helpful. And you will notice how it improves your posture. You will notice how you will sleep better simply because your posture is better and you feel more relaxed. And then, of course, this triggers you to, to um, be more tired. And then apart from that, you get ready. You have some, you prepare your bedroom a bit, get some fresh air in and so on. And then boom, lights out and you're good to go. Yeah. And, and especially you can do this kind of uh, exercise um, during your work when you have a break or before going to sleep. I think these are the two best uh, times to do this and it helps you to get uh, more relaxed. Um, I also have a foam roller and I also do it in the gym. And uh, I think we haven't talked about it, but I guess you are also a big fan of yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also helps a lot. Meditation, meditation before sleep, uh, just don't fall asleep while you you are meditating. Um, so yeah, these 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 all help. Um, and should we talk about posture when uh, when people sleep? Their sleeping posture. Hundred percent. Yeah. We already we already had a long conversation about this uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. So I think it's very very uh, important to talk about. Hundred percent. Yeah, happy to share that. It's, it's definitely something which people underestimate and. Uh, Number one is it all starts a little bit with your mattress. So uh, people, I feel like, don't put so much attention in, onto like the mattress they're, they're sleeping on. And of course, it depends a little bit on your sleep position. But rule of thumb is when you lay on your mattress, you should feel comfortable. It shouldn't feel like, oh, that thing, I don't really feel comfortable, right? That's the rule of thumb. You should be like, oh, awesome. My bed, I feel good here. It's comfortable. And that encourages already, just as a rule of thumb, good sleep. Then let's go through three sleeping positions. Well, there's usually three types, right? General types, which is side sleeper, back sleeper, and belly sleeper. And first of all, the first thing that I can tell, you want to avoid sleeping on your belly. Why? Because you're, it's very difficult for your spine to have a nice steady position there. And it might even be that you're predisposing yourself to spinal injuries simply because you know you're like you're laying there on your belly and the head is all up and you know it's it's not a very good position for your for your neck especially and it's not a very good position to encourage um relaxation so avoid sleeping on your belly and how to avoid that i'll get to that in a second and then there's two other positions and Back sleeping is actually something which is great because it has a lot of advantages. You you have a straight spine usually. Um, you're also not laying on your face. Some people say it helps you to avoid getting wrinkles, you know, and have a younger face. So that's cool. Um, the the problem with that though is that some people, myself included, for example, I cannot regularly sleep on my back. I just naturally roll over, and it's probably like a tendency uh, preference. So I prefer sleeping on my side. Might be that it's kind of safer or, or whatever, right? And yeah. 
for people, as a tip for people who do sleep on their back and they like that, but maybe sometimes feel like, oh, it's not so comfortable. What you can do is get just get a pillow and put that pillow under your knees. So what that does is it, it raises your knees a bit and it raises your legs and it, it relieves a little bit of pressure on your hip flexors. So these little ligaments in front of your of your hips. And that helps you actually to be a little bit more comfortable and reduces a little bit pressure on the hips, right? So experiment with that, uh, with that pillow a bit. And the thing is, if you're a back sleeper, you can actually go for a little bit of a harder mattress because simply you don't need to be able to sink in so much. And now the thing which a lot of people I know and including myself are sleeping on is a side sleeper position. And this is something where you have to understand that the main goal for a good sleeping position is to have a straight spine. So how do you get a straight spine? Well, you look from your head towards your pelvis and that should be a straight line. So you can test that with your partner or a friend or anybody or get a tripod and shoot a video there and put, uh, jump into your bed, jump on your mattress and test for yourself. Well, how is my spine looking like upper body naked? Check that out. And if it's that's like skewed and not straight, that's a sign that it might be causing restlessness for you at night. Okay. So what you want to do is it depends, of course, on your mattress, how much you're sinking in, because you want to be able to sink in on, uh, on your shoulders, on the height of your shoulders and also at your, at your hips so that they sink in and that your spine is straight. And a few little fixes you can be doing is you can use a few pillows to uh, remedy that a little bit um, for the time you're not able to get a new mattress, for example, like having a small pillow and laying on that to raise your the area between your uh, between your shoulders and your pelvis a little bit that can help. But the two things I want to encourage you to try, especially for people who are like belly sleepers and they want to instead uh, rather try the side sleeping because they realize that it's not so healthy to sleep on your belly. So what you're going to do there is you're going to get a pillow and you're going to put it in front of you as you're in a side sleeper position and you're going to hug that. And the second thing you can try is put a pillow between your knees. And those two things, what they do is, well, number one, it keeps your hip stable, which is very good um, to also make sure you don't get any, you know, like uh, tightness and pain around the hips and your hips can recover better. And the second thing is it will prevent you from rolling over because you have that thing in front of you. It's like a little psychological, but also physical wall or barrier and then it, it will keep you in that side sleeping position, right? So these are the main tips I would give you to make sure that you find a good sleeping position. And I bet you will immediately feel that your sleep is deeper, more recovering uh, once you find a good yeah. position. And I would add one more thing. Um, use, a, use a blindfold. And I started using it almost two years ago, I think. And uh, uh, my, my sleep uh, immediately got much better because if you use it and you cover your eyes, then it will be pitch dark for your eyes and uh, your sleep will be much deeper. And uh, yeah, since I use it, my sleep is it's much better and I'm much more uh, relaxed when I wake up in the morning. Do you also use it? I personally don't use a blindfold uh, out of several reasons because number one, 
it is definitely a good first fix, right? It will definitely increase your mm -hmm. your sleep quality. But yeah. um, a, a thing which is lacking a little bit is that number one, your skin also senses light. So if you have too much light in your room for whatever reason, your skin picks up on that. So that also influences your melatonin production. And uh, the other thing is, I just black out my uh, my my windows. So that's yeah. that's more important to have that blacked out. And then also for myself and a lot of people I know, they just don't want to have something around their head while they're sleeping. You know, it's like it's annoying them. Some people, they don't care. They just have something. And others, they don't like having earplugs in. They don't want to have anything in front of their eyes. And if yeah. that's um, for you, then try to, to fix your sleeping room. But as you said, it's not always possible. And then like a sleeping mask or earplugs are the first uh, way to go. Yeah. Last year, I even used earplugs and I really hated them. I, I was in Barcelona and uh, I, it was near a construction site and uh, it was terrible. I, I used earplugs. I covered my eyes, but still my sleep was very bad. Um, I, was, I was tired in the morning already and sleepy so so yeah um i think noise is even worse because it's hard to to avoid and sometimes you you live in an area where there is a construction or or even your neighbors or something is happening and it's hard to avoid that yeah so 100 what you could do there is like as i said either earplugs if it's possible for you but it's not the best solution if you can get custom-made earplugs if you're like no you're living in an in an environment where it's noisy and you cannot change apartments that's another option uh, but apart from that you could try to use white noise like either a white noise machine or even your phone in an app uh, that you uh -huh. download the track and you put the phone yeah. still on airplane mode or something and then uh, you could still play that white noise sound which might help in some cases but yeah if it's construction work or you know like late night yeah. things you should just change your apartment yeah exactly um so now let's go to the third topic which is workout and and sports so what what someone should do who hates uh, working out and sports well, I would say find something that you, you're passionate about or that you at least can learn to become passionate about. Well, if, if gym is not your thing, well, find something else. And look, we're, we're, we're meant to move, right? We're, we're creatures who have that in our genes. And if you tell me you hate sports, well, I bet there's a chance you will start to love sports again and also um, learn to love sports again. So if you are like someone who is ambitious and you learn the benefits of exercise and why it's good for you and you combine it with some playful elements, right? Can be team sports, can be, you know, things like with like some challenge like rock, rock climbing, for example. Um, there's a lot of options for you. And um, that's the first thing. You want to focus on consistency first. And that is easily achieved by choosing something you could actually start to enjoy client of mine, for example, he loves tennis, you know, he plays tennis with his, his wife, for example, like that's cool, you know, he can stick to that. And then after that, after he's become a little bit more fit, he can then still try some new things and yoga, for example, and so on. So yeah. when you're starting out, find something you can enjoy or can learn to enjoy, be consistent with that. And then over time, try some new things. And as a general rule of thumb, what you want to do is you want to have a combination of um, a little bit more lighter exercise, for example, a cardio-based exercise, 
can be some form of running, can be like inline skating, can be a little bit of swimming. And then, of course, also really recommended to have some heavier exercise, which can be lifting weights or doing bodyweight exercises in or outside of the gym, like calisthenics, or doing some other form of a little bit heavy exercises, like rock climbing, for example, uh, simply because using your muscles, strengthening your muscles, doing you know quick explosive movements um, is really helpful. You want to treat your body like with a variety of movements. And you will feel that that combination of moving a lot, but then also at times moving intensely, that will definitely help you with your shape, um, with how you look like, of course, but then also with your sleep. And that in turn then will start this nice upward spiral uh, where you feel more recovered, have more energy, then you feel more energized to work out again. And then it just uh, goes upward from there. Yeah, I think everyone should combine different elements like... Uh weightlifting and <clears throat> in, uh, increasing your power, your muscle power, um, some kind of stretching, being more flexible, doing some kind of cardio like running or, or biking, um, some explosive type exercises. And actually, I just realized how important they are. I started playing with the, with the ropes in the gym and um, that is the other thing that uh, rugby players use. I don't know the name of you mean it. Mean sledge, right? Yeah, probably. The and thing where you stand on and you push, right? And you, you, yeah, yeah exactly. It's a sledge. You can push it and run. Um, so yeah, everyone should combine these. Do you think um, is there any sport that people should avoid? Maybe chess. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, chess is awesome because it's like mentally stimulating and, you know, like I would yeah. say, I would say, of course, if, if you're having fun while doing it, like who, who am I to tell you to avoid it? You should just be careful about um, potential injury risks. Some sports have more injuries, uh, injury risks than others. Uh, gym, for example, definitely has injury risk if you don't warm up properly, if you don't get the, someone who helps you with it. But I would personally, I would stay away long term from sports which are one handed. Like, for example, tennis might be cool to get started with if you enjoy it, just play it every now and then. But if you don't have proper, you know, like people who help you with like symmetry and like training the other side and you're just using your right side, for example, I, I don't think it's very, very beneficial for your body. So training like both sides, like swimming or, you know, climbing, these kind of things and putting emphasis on proper posture, um, that's super yeah. important. Yeah, when I was younger in high school, I played football every day and uh, on asphalt, so very bad uh, surface, not on grass, and my posture was not good. So and I think it's very bad, you know, if you have a, if you have a bad posture and you play football every day on asphalt, mm. for example. But I think everyone should has um should have a uh, co some kind of coach or or someone who helps with the right techniques same in the gym uh, don't do deadlifts or squats without the proper po posture um i can see so many we with kilian we go to the same gym by the way and we can see so many guys uh doing exercises uh, exercises in the wrong posture and it's terrible to see that yeah uh, And to add to that, maybe it's also something as a topic many people underestimate is that 
the posture you're having throughout your day, it will also translate into your movements in the gym. So what do I mean by that? If you're sitting all day, you not, don't get up a lot and you don't move a lot and your posture is bad, it's very difficult for you to get it to a proper stable spine, uh, proper aligned form while performing a challenging exercise in the gym. So with yeah. that being said, you need to address your working habits, how you uh, move throughout the day, fix that first. And then it's much easier also to be uh, more performing in the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these, these things are, are all related. And one thing what is very underrated, I think, uh, is uh, walking. Mm. Because uh, many people think uh, going to the gym three times a week or doing tennis three times a week, that's enough. Then I can sit the whole day. And uh, that's not right because uh, you should do some kind of micro movements like do 10 push-ups in every hour or go for a i don't know like 30 minutes of walk during the day and you should do these micro movements and i think uh, i think you also have this habit that um you walk at least 5,000 steps a day or 10,000 steps a day. 100%. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I right now I don't even track it anymore because I, I know that I'll mm -hmm. achieve it. But yeah. one, one thing I can recommend uh, to you guys is a book that I recently finished. And it's again by Kelly Sterrett. It's called Deskbound. Uh, Deskbound mm -hmm. Kelly Sterrett. And that book is super awesome because it shows to you the importance of standing up, of standing more, of walking more and so on, and also not sitting so much, and that how it even cancels out your exercise efforts if you then sit the rest of the day. And what I'm doing myself right now, I'm standing right now here at my standing desk, something I recommend for everybody, and in the book there's some cool tips on how to transition there. And uh, then apart from that is one tip for everybody, don't sit any longer than 25 minutes. Even if it's just like getting up for one or two minutes, Uh, walking around, shaking up a little bit, you know, super important. And then the goal, of course, is to stand more than you sit over the long term. But just these little rule, working on your body with some stretching, especially in the evening, also throughout the day. And in those breaks, you can actually incorporate that because you can put your foam roller in your office, you roll out a little bit in those breaks, and then boom, you get back to work. This is super important because a lot of what you think is like, lack of motivation or lack of energy is actually just low-level pain that you accumulate and tiredness and your body screaming at you and you're like you don't get it and and that is it so treat your body like a temple take care of it uh, with food with sleep with proper relaxation and self-massage and movement and then uh, you will see the results also in your business and just in your general mm -hmm. well-being yeah and you will have a higher energy level i think uh in general, energy level is super important and all of these think, things uh, help uh, you with that. Um, do you have any additional advice that you want to share? I mean, the most important thing for you guys is that you transcend that level of information. I mean, I hope you got some new insights today, but also there might be a few things you've already heard before. But, you know, as long as you just know it, it won't help you. So you got to stay, got to shift to the stage of implementing it and making solid habits out of that and maybe as a little spoiler like in the in the second episode we're going to record it will be more about that about how to implement these things properly how to stick to that how to keep up macro motivation also the mindset and identity topics 
And if you combine those two, then you can make sustainable change in your life and in your habits and in your everyday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Kilian, for the great pieces of advice. And if anyone wants to find you, where they can find you? You can just find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Kilian Market, my name. And apart from that, you can check out my website, kilianmarket.com. And actually, if you want to have a summary uh, of all these points of what I think is an ideal day for a business owner, you can just go ahead and grab my peak performance checklist. That's just on kilianmarket.com slash checklist. Just go ahead, check it out, and you can download it there. Yeah, everyone who wants to be energized and have solid habits, you should check this out. Um, I will put these links into the description of this episode. And thank you, everyone, for uh, listening this episode uh, with Kilian about high-performance habits. As he said, in the next episode, we will talk about long-term motivation and how you can implement these habits and keep them. Um, because we want everyone to implement them and not um, forgetting them. Many people, they uh, lack motivation and actually they build on motivation, which is probably not the right approach. But you will learn more in the next episode. Uh, thank you, Kilian. Thank you, everyone. And uh, have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.